Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you could join me here today. Shelley Shearer here from Living Well with Shell. And as I promised you on my podcast earlier this week, I have a guest. This lovely, gorgeous woman I met about a year and a half ago at a networking event. And you know when you just run into someone and their energies just click? She was definitely one of those. Very, very impressed with her. We've kept in touch. I, in turn, actually, we found out that her partner actually took a job. She came up here from California, her and her partner, took a job at UBC, one of our large universities, and one of my very best friends works there, is a coach as well, has a coaching background. So we've connected them. So it's been a great circle of connection, of just wonderful people supporting other women, And uh, just as a little segue before we get into this, one of the biggest compliments Kim paid uh, this city when I uh, stayed in touch with her when we were chatting one day was how supportive women are to each other in this city. Uh, It was a little unusual for her. I mean, she is a supporter of women clearly as a coach. Uh, But I do have to say, yes, I agree. We have an amazing group of women in the Vancouver, uh, Canada area, and we're all about supporting each other. So that is what we are here to do today. Kim has a podcast of her own called Me Time. You can find her on iTunes. In fact, pretty much all of her links should be able to find on her website. Uh, Transformational. Oh, Transformation Wellness for Women. Thank you. Transformation Wellness for Women. Pretty close. I had it up on my screen and then I closed everything. It's like, it's really long. Write that down. (laughs) But everything's there. I was on the website this morning. You can see her. She's got a little blur, but her links for a podcast are there. And uh, do you have a blog on that website as well? I do, but uh, about a year ago, I switched to an audio blog. So I have a written blog for about seven years, and then now I have an audio blog on my uh, podcast. Excellent. So luckily, as a coach, and she is a certified trained coach, she deals with, I believe, women in their midlife, and that's why it's called Me Time. It's about finding kind of our purpose after we've I'm assuming fulfilling everyone else's purpose because I know certainly I was I'm at that point in my life. Children are raised, grandchildren are now here. It's like so many women are like, okay, what about me? So your coaching is all virtual. So I take it the move from the states to Canada was fairly seamless. But yep, tell me a little right. bit about your coaching practice. Yeah, you know, I wanted to have a uh, remote uh, business so that I could live anywhere. I don't have any kids and I wanted to kind of choose where I wanted to live. I didn't know where that was going to be yet. So I started a virtual coaching practice. Also, I didn't want to be uh, confined to only working with women who could drive and and meet me for coaching sessions. So I wanted uh, to be able to work with women all over um, the US and in Canada as well. And and that's been a great benefit of having a virtual business. But uh, just Shelly, really quick, I can't believe how much you remembered about the first time we met um, because the feeling is mutual. I mean- oh. There was, a, there was something about you that um, I, I was sitting behind you and during the presentation, I, I just 
couldn't wait to come and talk with you and meet you. And uh, you were one of the very first women I met. And I, I did tell you about that, about women mm-hmm. being supportive of other women. And you were one of those women. And um, we have a mutual friend now, right? Um, Absolutely. So, <laughs> so it, My it, work here is done. Uh, your work yeah exactly <laughs> hardly so. but that is one of my favorite things is connecting people it's just and thank you so much for the compliment that is so kind of you but connecting people is so amazing when I met you within a few weeks I told my friend Cindy about you and I'm like you have got to meet Kim like you've just got to meet her so that's what lunches are for that's right lunches that <laughs> Shelly arranges and is late for <laughs> yeah. too bad we can't do that now traffic but... first right. no we can't do any of that now so the neat thing is, I guess for you especially, is that you were virtual and online before this all hit. How has this changed things for you or has it really at all? Um, has it changed things for me? I mean, working from home, no, I'm used to that. Okay. Um, so, you know, what I'm doing now is really helping my clients and other women who follow me. I'm helping them figure out how to work from home um, themselves because a lot of them go to work every day and now they're at home and mm-hmm. you, kind of, when you when you work from home and you live at home it's easy to blend a lot of things together right it's it's easy to kind of have your your work and your life um, intertwined um, so you know it can lead to some unhealthy habits and behaviors if you're not careful and you don't know how to separate um, work and life. So, you know, that's, that's been one of the focuses that I've been kind of centered on over the past, you know, month and a half or so. So is that what prompted your five-part series? Because I noticed it on iTunes and we chatted about it earlier. Yeah, yeah. So I started a five-part series um, and part five is going to be coming out on Sunday. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's all about how to stay healthy while staying at home. Um, so, okay, so just, just before, if I can interrupt for a second, just before sure. you start on that, cause I know you have some good bullet points on that one. I'd love you to share that with our audience. Who is your avatar when you're, so it is sure. my demographic, isn't it? The middle yeah, aged woman so, in her 50 ish. Yeah. So it's, it's for, uh, the women I serve are women in midlife. So it's not necessarily an age, but a stage that I, uh, I'd like to, to call it. Yeah. So I, I mean, I work with women anywhere from their forties to their seventies. Um, and you know, again, it's a stage. So it's, it, but the thing that all my clients and all the women that follow me or listen to my podcast or whatever, uh, have in common are they've spent most of their lives taking care of everybody else's needs and putting their own wants and needs on the back burner for too many years. And now they hit a point in their life where they're ready to start refocusing on their health and self-care. And this is where I help them to go from knowing what I should be doing to implementing those things. So how do I implement healthy habits and behaviors into my life when it's been so hard for me to do in the past, or I've never done that before. So it's a lot of that mindset shift and, and actually small changes over time uh, that, that really leads to a healthier and, and happier life. Excellent. Well, as you know, with my high functioning habits, I'm a firm believer in that in changing the small little things, having processes to me, habits are just like having a process in your life because when the good processes and the good habits are there, it's easier to filter out the bad stuff. People always want to focus on the bad. I should remove that from my life. No, let's just put some good things in first and see what falls away over time. And so I just, I've always just loved your philosophy on that. Definitely completely on board with that. 
then you've got this entire group of women now that are stuck at home with everybody else. <laughs> right, exactly. And uh, that was probably even my own. I work at home. I have for years, and I've been self-employed for 28 years. Not always, always at home. I have been out in the marketplace. But in the last few years, my biggest adjustment this past month and a half has been everybody else being home. I had to start locking my office door because I couldn't they'd walk in in the middle of a podcast. Right. <laughs> I was like, okay, mom's working now. I, I use the term mom loosely. I have students that live with us. They all consider me like the house mom. And my own husband has had to, to, had to take into working at home. Luckily, his offices are upstairs. But yeah, that was a big adjustment. Has that been an adjustment for your clients as well? When they're just trying to get focused on themselves and now everyone else is on the doorstep. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, sometimes in a home, there's, there's multiple generations that are living together. So I might have a client who has her parents or a parent living at home with her, as well as a kid who's back from college and is looking for a job, for example. So she's trying to take care of her uh, older parents and she's trying to kind of, you know, support her her um her kid mm -hmm. and she's trying to take care of herself right so juggling all of those things like sandwich. Plus her, exactly <laughs> exactly plus she has a full-time job maybe right mm -hmm. so there you know you, you have to know um you know how to create boundaries that's something i really talk about a lot um so that you can be there for everybody you know because it's not about putting everybody else's needs above your own right um, or putting your needs above every, everyone else's. It's about putting your needs at the same level as everyone else's, right? So um, that's really my philosophy is, you know, take care of yourself while you're taking care of other people. We don't have to stop taking care of others. I mean, there's a lot of great things that come from that. There are a lot of positive benefits and health benefits for supporting other people. Absolutely. But we can't do it, um, you know, when we're not taking care of ourselves. It's just impossible. Fair enough. Okay, so give us, talk a little bit then about your five-part series. What are, you've done, you've published one to four. What are some of those things? Um, just kind of give us a little insight into what, yeah. you're, what you're teaching out there right now. Sure, sure. So, um, you know, one of the things that, that doesn't change regardless of our, you know, situation, which is mm -hmm. kind of weird right now. Oh, very uh, much so. <laughs> <laughs> the new norm, as they call it. I don't, it's not even Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, there are really four things that, that we really need in order to have a, a healthy life, a healthy body, healthy life. Okay. Um, so the first one is we need to be sleeping seven and a half to eight and a half hours a night. So you, we have to be sleeping at least seven, seven hours a night, okay? Um, when it comes to food, we need to be eating healthy, whole foods in an appropriate quantity. Okay, so an appropriate quantity for you might be different than appropriate quantity for me. As we saw at lunch, you saw that big salad. <laughs> You're probably thinking, he's not going to finish that salad, but I sure did. You go, um, <laughs> right. um, The third area is around stress. So we need to keep our stress down. We need to keep our mindset positive and optimistic and hopeful. Um, not super easy right now, but that's something we need for our health is to keep our stress down. And then the last one is exercise. We need to move our body on a regular basis. So those four things, sleep, food, mood, and exercise don't change regardless of COVID, regardless of mm -hmm. what's going on in our lives. We need those things. So I thought I would do a series on how can we implement these things while our lives are kind of out of whack right now. 
So the first one I talked about was as far as sleep, um, and, and we just talked a little bit earlier about how things are intertwined. It's hard to create boundaries mm-hmm. at home and work and family and all of that. So one thing that I recommend, the first one was to develop a morning and evening routine. Okay, so uh, you want to think about your morning and your evening as the bookends to your day. Uh, okay. Those are the things that you can really control more than you can control the middle of your day, right? Because we don't know what the middle of the day is going to look like or what's going to happen or what fires we're going to have to put out or anything like that. So we really need to develop a strong morning routine that's going to get you ready for the day to have a productive day and and then a, a really great, you know, calming Uh, get ready for bed evening routine so that we can shut off the electronics. We can get our mind ready to rest. Okay. I was just going to ask, give us some examples, but the shutting off electronics, (laughs) one of the top of my list. That's one Um, of the top of the list. Yes. Everyone's habits are a little different for what works for them, but could you give our listeners a couple of examples of say a, maybe two morning routines, even if they're slightly different, what's a good way to start your day? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to actually share one from a fellow uh, coach uh, that I know. Her name is Candy Motzek, and she was a guest on my podcast. She has a 10-minute morning routine. It's simple. It's easy. It's only 10 minutes. Um, so what she does is she incorporates, uh, I'm trying to remember here uh, off the top of my head, but she drinks a glass of water. Um, I think believe she does a little reading or some writing. I think she does a a short meditation. And then I think she does uh, some stretching or maybe a little dancing or something like that. So a 10 minute routine, I mean, it works for her. It's only 10 minutes. Um, and that's, that's kind of good, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and she, I, I believe she doesn't check her email or anything like that oh, as well. Have it. Yeah, that's, I mean, <laughs> it's just not something to do first thing in the morning. You can just, exactly. just, just lost on it. Exactly. Yeah, we want to think about our morning and our evening. We want to we want to ease into our morning and we want to eat out of our day in the evening. Yes. Okay. We don't want so these hard do that. <laughs> yeah. We don't want these hard starts and these hard stops. Right. Okay. You, we don't want to slam on the brakes. Okay. And we don't want to punch the gas pedal either. Okay. So we we want to you know if there's one big takeaway from this one, I think for listeners is to you know, not check your email, not turn the news on immediately in the morning, mm-hmm. um, ease into your day, ease into your day. Um, that That's a really important uh, I like that. It's definitely something I've had to instill in my own life, uh, especially mm-hmm. even with the COVID because I can't go out to my yoga studio, you know, two, three mornings a week. And then I was also finding that I wasn't getting all my work done when I was out for those, you know, really productive hours. So I really had to change things around. But then what happened was I was getting myself overwhelmed because I was hitting the ground running in the morning and that was not working long term. So this is my new little routine now of getting up, doing my gratitude journal in the morning instead of at night because I was missing it half the time anyways. Uh, I do a little music, balances the brain. And I might even work for an hour, but never on the email. I might check my social media feeds, answer anyone, but straight then into yoga that is now luckily in my house, <laughs> then boom, I'm in a master class usually by 11 or I've hit the computer for work. Exactly. And then it's productive time. Right, right. Yeah, you know that morning and evening, we really want to use it for ourselves. You know, how do we 
you know, fill our cup in the, in the beginning of our day. And then Mm -hmm. as that cup kind of depletes throughout the day, as we give, give, give our time, our attention, our energy, and all of that to everybody and everything, Mm -hmm. um, then the end of the day is a really great time to wrap up and, and actually do something good for yourself as well. So a lot of my clients, what what would you suggest? Yeah, like taking a nice bath, for example, reading a book, watching a movie, doing something you want to do versus doing something you should do. Because maybe mm. throughout your day, you've been doing things that you have to do, not things that you necessarily want to do. So this is the time in the evening where you can throw the got-tos out the window and now you can focus on the get-to, right? I get to do this now. I get to read my oh, book I like now. That. I get to take a bath now. I get to go for a nice walk around my neighborhood now, right? So we want to think about those those things too when we think about our morning and evening routines. Of your knowledge and with your coaching, um, you like me, I believe, have a, a gift of knowledge. You like to learn things and you love to share it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in the industry you're in, clearly. I have some real strong opinions about devices in the bedroom and at night. <laughs> my listeners are very used to me ranting a little bit about that. What is your take on that? scientifically and even just coaching wise, like um, personality wise, things that happen to us when we're glued to those devices all the time. Right, right. Well, just in general, I think this is a good time to talk about, you know, places in our home. We want to have different, different places in our home where we do different things. Now, perhaps you have a desk at home where you work and that's all you do there is, is work. And, and that would be ideal. Okay. But a lot of times we we don't have that, right? So a lot of people don't have a desk at home because they go to work. So they use their, um, their sofa and they sit on their sofa and then they open their laptop and they work there. But then, it's time to relax and entertain themselves. Then they're sitting in the same place and they're mm. watching TV. So maybe that wasn't the best example, but this is what I'm trying to say. The, the bedroom is for certain things, things that we do in the bedroom, right? Yes. <laughs> and no, it's not- never been a TV in any of my bedrooms no. ever. And there right. never will be. <laughs> right, right. So we want to, you know, we want to keep the bathroom for things that happen in the bathroom. We want to keep the bedroom for things that happen in the bedroom. We want to keep the dining room for things like, you know, eating and, you know, spending time with your family. We want to keep the living room for entertainment and for relaxation. We want to keep our desk for work. So we don't mm-hmm. want to start combining things. So what happens is when you start bringing a device into the bedroom, now you're combining things and your mind kind of doesn't know what to do, right? Oh, and, and then okay. you're also bringing stress everywhere. We want to keep stress in certain places. Um, we don't want to bring stress into the places where we relax or where we try to fall asleep, Right. So just to clarify that, you feel that there are certain places in the home, like a home office, that there's going to be stress that we're working. And that's how I feel. There's some days at the end of the day, and it's like, I can't be in this room for 10 more minutes. There actually is a TV in my office. It's a very large room and a couch for overflow. We don't want to be around the kids or we want... Lately, my husband comes in. I'm like, we're not watching TV in here. I've been in this room all day. (laughs) We're going to the main TV room. I'm laying on my chaise lounge, part of the couch and the big screen. Exactly. Um, So is this what you're saying? Just to remove the physicality of actually having certain, almost emotions then attached to certain areas. Exactly. We, we, we need boundaries in our home as well so that we have places where we do certain things. And, and that's why we want to have places where we can relax too. So there should be a nice, comfy 
beautiful little area that is just for you, where you feel good in that space. It's not a place where you work or you answer emails. It's a place where you can journal, you can meditate, you can read, you can listen to music, you know, those types of things. So separating places in your home, I think is really important for our health. Interesting. Okay, great. I'm glad to hear someone else say that. Like I say, I do tend to rant a little bit about that one, but it made such a difference to my sleep schedule getting off the iPad. Yes. My husband jokes, it's like appendage. I could literally have a flip <laughs> phone because I swear to God, that's all I use it for. But right. my iPad next to my computers and my dual screens, my life, my life. Yeah. But I got right. in the habit of reading books on them all the time, which means I'm in bed reading with blue light at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah it was wreaking havoc on my sleep schedules. Right. And it, but it was a tough habit to instill to say, nah, if I'm going to read at nighttime, it's a book. Yeah. Bathtub. There's still an hour when I leave the bathtub, I can get back to the, you know, a written book, but I'll take the, yes, I do read my iPad in the bathtub people. Yes. <laughs> and every IT person goes, Oh my God, there's water. Yes. Yeah, so, so far, <laughs> let's knock on wood. But once I've left that activity, then the screen just goes, and everything charges in the office as well. How, you know, nothing charges in my bedroom, nothing charges anywhere else in the house. The devices are all left here. <laughs> yes, that's great. That's what Talk we want to Talk to us about share. eating. Healthy eating is so important. And I've, I've really, I've watched what's going on in my own neighborhood. You know, we're a pretty lucky place where there's a kind of a one way in, one way out. So there's a bit of social distancing, but still seeing people on the streets and in the backyards a bit. Everyone just treating is treating every day of the week like a Saturday night mm. between the alcohol and the junk food. I'm like, guys, we're all going to have 20 pounds to lose and we're going to have to give up drinking. <laughs> right. Exactly. So could you give our listeners some tips on how to kind of keep that consistent? Yeah, it's really hard right now because, you know, we're all at home and restaurants and places are not, uh, not all of them are open. Mm-hmm. And also the grocery store is a pain to get into because you got to wait in line and then yeah. you got to you know, take, you know, one trip a week or two and and do all of that. So it's, you know, it's really hard to make all your food at home, especially if that's not what you're used to doing. That's what I'm finding a lot of people are struggling with. Yeah. Two people working and stuff. People aren't cooking anymore. I couldn't even understand the hoarding when it all started. I'm thinking my husband had already put a mandate out three weeks earlier. We're emptying the freezer. This is ridiculous. We could eat out of it for like six months. So we were already on that path when this hit. But then I realized talking to some friends that the younger generation or even just the working generation, not everyone's cooking. Yeah. Pizza, yeah. skip the dishes, take right. out. Right. And now right. you're stuck at home. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, we have to remember that, you know, we as we, I say we, cause me too. Um, we as humans, we're very short sighted. We're, we're not very good long-term thinkers. Fair um, so whatever's convenient, whatever's comfortable, whatever feels good in the moment, we usually go after. And so this is not a great time for, for, for health right now, because all we have is convenience. Every single thing you could want or need can be delivered straight to your doorstep. And that comfort, that convenience, if you, if you can't remove yourself from, from that, when this is all over, mm-hmm. it's going to come at a cost because we are adapting. We are building habits and behaviors right now, whether we realize it or not. So mm. getting delivery once a week can easily turn into twice a week and then three and then four. And then before you know it, just like any habit happens, if you're not aware, um, 
you know, you can keep doing it and, and it can be a daily thing. So we just have to be aware of, of these, these things that we're doing right now and realize that, you know, these are things that are temporary mm-hmm. and start to move into maybe some other things. So there, good, there's, I heard a good yeah. expression the other day, sorry to interrupt, uh, putting in place permanent solutions for temporary situations. Mm. And what you're saying is exactly that. I mean, I watch, I've got a young man living with me. Uh, granted he's, you know, younger, but he's still a grown adult. Doesn't cook. I mean, one of my girls does what he doesn't. And that, yeah, skip the dishes arrives two, three times, you know, sometimes four times a week. And my husband and I, cause I love to cook are just like, first of all, that can't be healthy. Cause you just, you know, if you cook, you know that what you're, and that's gotta be expensive. And yeah, people are out of work and they're still carrying on with these habits. And as the finance person in me, as well as just the health coach, I'm like, Oh my, this is not going to end well. It's like going to the liquor store for the third time that week for a two week supply. That's the kind of the running joke on Facebook right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, it it really comes down to this concept. Like everything comes at a cost. Okay. Everything comes at a cost, you know? Um, I like that saying, repeat it one more time for the listeners. Everything comes at a cost. Everything. Okay. Here, here's a longer one. Everything comes at a cost. You pay now or you pay later, but you always pay. So, you know, delivery comes at a cost. Sure, it's convenient. Sure, you don't have to put on your pants and and go and and get something or go to the store or or make anything, but it does come at a cost. And so I'm not telling people what, what to do, but I'm just reminding people, you know, choose the cost that you're willing to pay because you're paying a cost for every decision you make. Just make sure it's the one that you want to pay. Oh, I like that. I like that very much. Yes. Because there is always a cost. There's no free ride. No people. I think this is probably one of the first generations, especially that slightly younger crowd that have never truly seen something catastrophic in their life that has affected all of us to this level. Uh, Those of us at my age, I've, you know, I've seen two recessions already. I've seen the twin towers go by. My grandparents were alive during my life. So I heard all the stories about the war and I was a bit of a history buff anyways. Cold War I was born into. But there's entire groups of people that have never seen anything like this before. And even the last recession in 2008, the governments all stepped in and supported the economy. And now there truly is, I mean, they're they're saying maybe 40 to 50% of small businesses could close down and never reopen. Um, Yeah, we've been using our homes as an ATM and we've been using our health as a drive-thru. Right. That always makes me laugh a little bit that everything's closed, but the drive throughs are still open. I'm like, no, <laughs> if I could have wished for one thing, close right. all the fast food. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the way things are right now, we have to realize that businesses are trying to stay open, which I understand. And so they're, you know, they're, they're doing what they can. Mm-hmm. Um, but also we're all on social media more because we're all on our computers more right yes. now because there's really nothing else to do. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, and, and we really have to be aware of the role that advertising and marketing have on us. Uh, their whole job and Facebook's whole job, Twitter's, Instagram, all social media and advertising's job is to tell us that we're not enough. Make us feel that like we don't have enough, like we need to buy more things. Um, so, ma- so many things like that. So we just have to be aware of of, of these types of things, you know, because 
that's their job is, is exactly. to get spend more money and to um, buy more conveniences like delivery, for example, mm-hmm. talking about. So. so those are two very, if people could really just take something away from this podcast with Kim today, two very good things to, to really just hammer home. You're going to pay at some point. And please remember that the marketing out there is designed to make you want something. You may not even want it. You have made, like I talk a lot about choices um, in, in developing new high functioning habits. You have to choose to be the type of person you want to be. Then you have to back that up and decide, how is my inclination? You know, how am I sort of swayed easily? And to understand that all this coming at you is there for a purpose. They have an end goal they're trying to get to. You buying something you probably don't need. Exactly. Yeah. So where do we're you on want social- to stand as the person? Yes. Yeah. And, and, and so, look, social, a social media account is free. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't have to pay to use Facebook or anything right. like that, but nothing is free. <laughs> we, we are the product, you know? Um, so, you know, th- that's how they make money is to advertise to us and try to get us to, to stay on their platform so that they can continue to advertise to us and get us to buy things. And, yeah. you know, so we just, you know, it's not good nor bad, right? We, we just have to beware and to ask ourselves, is this how I want to be spending my time? Because mm-hmm. it really comes down to that, you know, am I happy with how I'm spending my time? Um, and I, and am I moving toward the person that I want to be, especially Excellent. after this? And that's yes. what part five is about. Um, that was my next out. question. Give us a little peek into what part five is going to be about. <laughs> yeah. He is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's really just about, you know, a question I've been pondering for the past several weeks is who will I become after this? Because we're oh. starting to talk now about, okay, we're going to start opening things back up. Maybe people are going to start going out more and, they're going to start loosening the, you know, the, the rules and all of that. Um, and we're all going to be changed after this because we were all forced to make some mm-hmm. changes, all of us. And we all have d- different cir- circumstances and situations, but we're all going to change. So, you know, while there's a lot that's out of our control right now, a lot of freedoms have been taken away from us. There's still a lot that's in our control. Mm-hmm. Like who, you know, what choices do I make? Um, you know, when it, health is my area. So, you know, I talk a lot about, you know, what you choose to eat, what time you choose to go to bed, how much water you choose to drink, mm-hmm. how you choose to spend your time. These are things that are still in our control right now. And they're going to really play a part in us thinking about who we want to become when this is all over. Um, and, and you know, when when we have times of crisis or you know, there's times of chaos like it is right now. I don't think this is a time to stand still. I think this is the time to make some changes. So everybody can think about this right now is, you know, this is my time to transform. Mm-hmm. You know, this is my time to think about who I want to be and the things that I want to change and how I want to improve um, my health habits or my relationships or how I spend my time or my self-care, whatever it is, this is a great time to think about that. And so I talk more about that on uh, part five, but oh, that's excellent. A yeah. Okay. Well, there you go, guys. So tell everyone again where they can find you on your websites and, and the podcast, because like I said, I've listened to a number of your podcasts. You've just, first of all, you have a spectacular voice 
and you're just so easy to listen to. It's like, I just have Kim playing while I'm working all day, Thank except you. then I have to stop and go, what did she just say? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you have amazing advice and you have what I personally just love common sense. Oh, I appreciate there is that. always, like you say, there's always a price. There's always a choice. And without awareness, you can't make good choices. And then you are not aware of the price. And it's, it's literally a circle that I find, especially even my own coaching practice. This is what I'm finding people over and over again um, in that circle. And I'm watching it in the people around me. And I see a lot of frustration, but again, not a lot of awareness. So I really appreciate you bringing up those points today. So if you could give us one, one parting thought that you'd like to share with the audience and then share our link, your links with us one more time for me. Mm. A parting, parting thought. thought. Um, let me see. Well, why don't I share this? Okay. Um, I'm going to share, I'm going to, I'm actually going to give you the full, the full thing here. So the thing that I, there's, there's three things that I, that I leave listeners with uh, on that final um, five part series at part five there. The first one is to be more grateful. You know, a lot of things were taken away from us. So, you know, really think about what we're grateful for. I think that's really important. I go into more detail about that. The next is to savor everything, you know, I mean, to really appreciate, um, you know, the flowers blooming right now, the, the green coming in on the, the leaves of the trees and just everything, just, just savor everything. Um, and the third is really, I think the most important is to be wise with your time. A lot of people have more time now because they're not commuting to and from work. Mm -hmm. um, they're not having to get up and get dressed in the morning and pack their lunch and do all of that. We have more time now. Think about how you want to use your time now and how you want to maybe change how you use your time when this is over. So those are, those are three things that I'd like to leave you with, I guess. Okay, that was and excellent, then, actually, yes. Thank sure. You. And then um, listeners, if they're interested in more information about my coaching practice, you can go to transformationwellnessforwomen.com. If you're interested in um, learning more about my podcast, you can go to metimemidlifepodcast.com. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us here today. You, so for my listeners, you want to talk about procrastination. Uh, we've been talking about this for a year. <laughs> So just <laughs> know right. that even those of us that are in the industry still sometimes don't always have everything together, but it is a choice. And what you make time for is what manifests in your life. So I hope you really took what Kim said today to heart and could pick up some good nuggets with that. And I really encourage you to, uh, to check out her website and her podcast. Thank you for being with us today and I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com. You can also join the discussion on Twitter at livingwellwithshell and Instagram at www.instagram.com slash livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan. <laughs>